0: Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Donovan, the mindset disruption strategist and president and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact This is Eric L. Duniv at the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Redefining Success. Okay, so before we get started today, buckle up. Put on your big boy pants and get comfortable with the fact that today may carry a little bit of profanity and you just need to get comfortable with it because joining me today is Donnie Bovine, the CEO of Success, Success Champion Networking and the title the the Key phrase for them is you can't do epic shit if you aren't surrounded by basic people. And I think we need to talk about that. The thing that I loved in looking at Donnie's story that we're going to hopefully dig into a little bit is that he built a business, he burned to the ground, and then figured it out. And that's what I love when we talk about redefining success. So. Donnie, thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Oh, dude, my honor. Just the the small conversation we had before this, man, I am stoked to jump in here with you. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I look forward to bringing as much value to you people as as possible. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So my first question is always the same. It's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the grill fired up, burgers and hot dogs on the grill. I've invited all my friends over. And um, I I would love for you to introduce yourself to my friends, but you can't talk about what you do for a living.
1: So I'm a simple country dude. Grew up in a blue collar lifestyle where dad was was a truck driver. Mom worked in factories. You know, I spent my entire life. Working for other people now. My wife and I enjoy a beautiful farm in Texas. Mm. We have dwarf Nigerian goats, turkeys, guineas, geese, your know, whole menagerie, sugar gliders, bearded dragons, man. And our and our entire world centers around, centers around the the animals we have and the people we can constantly bring in our life, man. We're we're a family first, family, and you know we we're enjoying life as fast and hard as we possibly can.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Any children? None that I know about. <laughs> <There you laughs> a, My like wife hates it every crazy. time I say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny, I want to get into everything that you've got going on, but why don't we just start with this question? What are you passionate about?
1: So the biggest thing, so I think everybody needs to have a, a vision in their life. and so, so a vision is something that is so impactful, so empowerful. It's what you're creating and you know, you got it right. Cause other people want to help you build it. Okay. Mm. So that's, that's vision. My purpose in life though, my absolute purpose is to get the people the knowledge of all the things I wish I knew on the journey that nobody was telling me.
2: Mm.
1: Right. Mm. Literally. And, and everybody wants to sell this information. I don't give a damn about selling this information. I just want to teach as many people as possible to get to some form of business freedom, whether you work for somebody else, whether you run your own business, because by God, building a business is the hardest damn thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. I did four years in the Marine Corps, 20 years straight commission sales, and those were cakewalks compared to launching and building my own company. Yeah. And you know, my biggest thing is I got to a point with the business where it was so bad that I didn't want anybody to know. And there was nobody, I didn't know who to turn to, who to ask. And nobody was saying, Hey, I got you. Come this way. Yeah. So my biggest purpose is to be the guy that says, Hey, come on, you got this. Come this way. This is the next step. This is what you need to be doing.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about that story, but before we do, how do you get to live that? How do you specifically get to live that passion out
1: to Um, you F it up a lot. (laughs) I cleaned that up just for you. Yeah, I know I appreciate that. You know, so the the biggest things we do is we have conferences, we have podcasts, we have books, we have a lot of things that teaches you know a lot of these things. Um is is that what you're asking specifically? Is is what
0: are the things you're doing in the market? Yep. So we
1: have the badass business summit for sure, where we bring, you know, people and business owners from all across the world. And we teach them how to actually build their business so they can, you know, actually scale it. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Success Champions Networking, which is the fastest growing networking organization on the planet, where we fixed everything that people hate about traditional networking. Yeah, and we are really pouring into people with a lot of training, a lot of education. And and helping people, you know, really, really grow their businesses by pouring into them. That we have masterminds where we, you know, bring in business education, outside speakers and a lot of things. Books, podcasts, you know, the Growth Mode podcast is in the top 200 podcast in like 19 countries now wow. and continues to grow. I've got five best selling books, you know. So it's been a hell of a damn journey, yeah. but it's all centered around everything I do is literally... The stuff I wish somebody would have told me yeah. when I was at the toughest moments of my life.
0: Well, so let's start with that. I mean, so, you know, this is the Redefining Success podcast. Oh, sure. So what are some of the biggest things that you didn't know? How did you F it up? Yep. And what did you learn along the way about what was really true?
1: So I didn't know that I could be a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, until I was 40 years old. Really? Mom, dad, blue collar, you go yep. get a job, you work for other people, no entrepreneurs in my family. So I didn't have the lemonade stands or anything like that. Yep. Nobody around me was running businesses. Mm. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yep. Turned 40 in 2017. And I started hearing guys like Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss and all these people, Tony Robbins even talking about this whole idea of being an entrepreneur and this entrepreneur concept. And they were really good at selling the idea of you could start your own business. I mean, it, it became like, oh, this might be the new MLM type thing, right? Is anybody can start a business and find success with it. You know, I, I was buying into the idea of hook, line, and sinker. But at that point in my journey, I had found tremendous success. So mm-hmm. I spent 20 years in straight commission sales. So I've never really had a salary position ever. And my last career is with an organization called Sandler Training. Yep. And I supposedly became one of the top sales trainers in the country. I'm not really sure what that means, other than I'm really good at flapping my gums in front of a room, right? And in my franchise, because Sandler's a franchise, I picked up business partner. Wow. And I really thought that Sandler training, doing sales training was going to be my retirement plan, right? That yep. was gonna be a thing. My wife and I had built our dream farm. We built a second house on the property and for my in-laws to live out their days. You know, my, my father-in-law got to live here six months before he passed on. My mother-in-law still on the farm. Yeah. And we were living a really, really comfortable life. And I was content that this was going to be my journey. Sure. During a fateful dinner, my then business partner said a phrase to me. That forever changed my life. And what he said to me was, Donnie, thank God you're my retirement plan. He said it out of love. I took it out of love, man. He's still a phenomenal friend of mine. Great mentor. Great friend. We still talk. Just a really shitty choice of words.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: After that dinner, I went and sat in my truck and I looked in the rear view mirror and I'm like, dude, what the F are you doing? And I looked over my entire journey and I'd always been somebody's retirement plan. Mm. I'd never chosen my own path. Every career from going to the Marine Corps to every sales job it was because the opportunity was there. I never said, "Ooh, I should go learn this. Oh, I should go try this. I just took what was in front of me, head down and got to work. That's what you do in a blue collar lifestyle. You just go to work. (sighs) And I then did a really dumb thing. In that same moment, I started calculating up the millions upon millions of dollars I sold over the years and what they kept and what I got to keep. It was a huge gap there. I had a very hard conversation with myself at that moment. Mm. And I said, dude, you were living a great life right? By some standards, you're hitting success that a lot of people may never see, yep. right? You either get comfortable living this life and live it, enjoy it, right? There's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. We had our dream farm. We were yep. making great money. There's nothing wrong with that life, but you have to start either living that life and to do that, you've got to turn off the dreams. Mm. Right? Because Mm. if you keep those dreams going, all you're gonna do is make yourself freaking miserable.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Or you get in the damn game. That was my choice I gave myself. You either turn off the dreams or you get in the game. Fifteen days later, I walked away from it all and launched my own company. I couldn't turn off the dreams. Couldn't turn off the dreams. And so I was going wait,
0: wait, wait, just real quick, because this is What did your wife think when you did that?
1: (laughs) Damn it. Uh, (laughs) People love asking that question. And here's the thing. That 15th day was the first day I told her I was doing this.
2: Oh, you didn't. You waited.
1: Yep. And the reason I waited wasn't because I was scared she was going to tell me, don't do it. Yeah. I was scared she was going to say, you got this. Mm. Right. Mm. And that scared me more than anything else because now um, I had somebody believing in me more than I really believed in myself in the mm. moment. And that scared the crap out of me. Right. Yeah. So um, dude, when I told her, she instantly went into tears, lost her freaking mind because it was such a shock and all. I didn't give her any ramp up to hey, we got 15 days to figure it out. It was boom, we're doing this. Once she caught her breath, she looked at me and said, make it work. Yeah. Mm. Right Now I got no choice. What screwed me up within 24 hours, two corporate attorneys showed up on my farm and served me my non-compete papers. Mm. I couldn't talk about sales, business development, sales management, or sales training anywhere in the world.
0: Anywhere in the world.
1: In the world. Wow. I've had so many people tell me that it wouldn't have stood up, you know, internationally. I went and got my attorneys and said, we're in Texas. We're going to battle this thing out. Then my attorneys assured me, no problem. We'll beat this non-compete. No big deal. Week later, my attorneys come back to me and they're like, we got a problem. Mm. I'm like, okay. They're like, they're going to fight it. And they're going to fight it tooth and nail. I said, Okay. They go, you will absolutely win this. No problem. But here's what you need to know. You're going to be about a half a million dollars in. And by the time you win this, your non-compete will actually be up because they are going to bury us in paperwork. Mm. Yep. Yep. So I started my company off as a success coach. (laughs) And let me tell you, Eric, I to this day have no damn clue what the hell a success coach is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's obviously some sort of business whore that just says yes to anything. Yeah. Because I couldn't talk about sales. So I was doing anything I could possibly could. I was also throwing a ridiculous amount of money on coaches, processes, things, trying to figure out this whole, how do you run a business?
0: Wait, 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 wait. You just said that you can't just leave that. I think you just said something really important. You're in a place... Where you got no, in one sense, no idea where the next paycheck is coming from. Did Correct. I hear that part right?
1: Yep. Okay. yep.
0: But at that point, you were investing in other coaches in yourself.
1: 100%.
0: So I want people who are listening because what typical success would say is you invest in yourself when you have the money. Mm. And what Donnie's saying is when you really want breakthrough, you invest in yourself when you know there's potential and there's opportunity and you figure out the money.
1: Um. I really thought everybody was going to have the answers. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, and, and I, I 100% agree with you. I can tell you, I hired a lot of, lot of, lot of the wrong people. Sure. I invested in a lot of the wrong programs. So much so that six months into running my business, I stood on the back porch of my dream farm, looked at my wife dead in the eyes, who said, make it work. And said, babe, we're about to lose everything we own. Really? The mortgage was three months behind. Mm. Her Jeep got repossessed. I actually thought the Jeep was stolen and then I found out it was repossessed. She had to go in that Monday morning and cash in her 401k to legitimately save the farm and get her Jeep back. Wow. She looked at me in that moment and said, Donnie, get off your ass and go sell something. What I realized for me is growing up like I did, working for other people for so many years, I never saw the CEOs of the companies I worked for. The only time I saw the CEOs of the companies I worked for is if I, you know, brought in a multi-million dollar client, or we were losing a multi-million dollar deal. Yeah. But now the CEO was interested. I went through a couple of mergers and acquisitions with companies. I would be a part of the final conversation because the size of my book of business, they want to make sure I was going along for the ride. So I had no idea what a CEO did. So now you take a a blue collar kid that doesn't know what his business is, can't talk sales, doesn't know what it means to be a business owner and CEO. I threw every bit of cash I had trying to figure this thing out and it wasn't working.
0: Yeah,
1: At that point, Moment of my wife telling me to get off my ass and go sell something. Um, I realized that I was doing everything I thought a CEO was supposed to do, which was behind the scenes, building, creating, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is out business development, sales, and the like. So I started doing some business development. But I can tell you that specific night that I told my wife we're about to lose anything. I go upstairs and I'm in my bathroom and I look in the mirror. And I can't meet myself. I die. I'm not living up my side of the, of our agreement with our marriage, right. That I would take care of her. Her daddy, before he died said, take care of the family. And I wasn't taking care of the family. And, you know, so here I was not being the man I told her I would freaking be. And I can't look myself in the mirror. And it was the first time in my life that I realized that my life had been a series of excuses. When you work for somebody else, it's really easy to use an excuse, especially from a Mm. sales perspective. You can blame the economy. You can blame marketing. You can blame leads. You can blame competition. And it's all a logical explanation. But when it's all yours, no excuse is going to freaking work.
0: Mm. That's good.
1: And when I got to the place that I realized at that moment, for this thing to be successful, it was on me. Because mm. mm. If I failed, it was also on me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and, you know, uh, cool, some cool things happened quickly after that, but you know, it was really for me. Um, I had to go through that moment in my life because I had to have something so great, shock the system. Yeah. To get me to wake up. You know, because I didn't realize that most of my life, I kind of lived as this gray man just existing.
0: Yeah, right. And right.
1: not actually living. Yeah. You know, um, and then quickly uh, after that, I started selling a lot more. I was still confused about what I was selling, uh, but I started making ends meet because I was just trying. I mean, I was selling half-ass coaching, graphic design at one point, you know, whatever I could do. Somewhere around April of 2018, a friend of mine reached out and I think he was the only person because nobody else knew that we were struggling this bad. Right? I would not tell a soul that things were this bad. but I think he got a sense of it uh, and he said, you know, I have a stage. There's going to be 400 people in the room. Would you come talk on my stage? And I said, dude, I can't talk about sales. And he said, I know. He goes, I just want you to come tell your story and your journey. So I'm like, cool. So I go to the stage. And I'm not a Tony Robbins style run across the stage freaking out type of speaker, but I had a lot of fun, a lot of energy. And after that, you know, speech, I get off stage and this guy walks up to me and he goes, Man, I love your energy. I love your story. Would you come tell it on my podcast? Mm. And I said, What the hell's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and so that that was April of 2018. And he's like, It's like news talk radio. I'm like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. So I drive out to Dallas, Texas. I live in Fort Worth, drive out to Dallas, go to his studio. We sit down and record the episode. And it was a blast. Two days later, the episode airs. And one of the, his listeners reach out, reaches out and says, hey, I got a 40-person sales team I'd like you to train. And I'm like, I can't do it.
2: Hmm.
1: But I'm still yeah. under the non-compete. Yeah. They'd zap me a couple of times with legal notices. And I'm like, I can't do it. So I went in there and motivationally trained. <laughs> several salespeople on motivation and mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But in that moment of being on that podcast, I realized I could go guest on podcast and, you know, find opportunities. Yeah. So I started getting on a lot of shows. Well, I happened to go on this really, really bad show and the, the host was horrible. The questions were bad I mean, it was really bad. And I said to myself, I'm like, dude, if this guy can have any sort of success, I'm launching my show. <laughs> So, I go to YouTube University like you do. Yeah. Um, and I figure out how to launch a podcast. So, with a gaming headset with a little <laughs> mic that comes out the side, right. my laptop and Zoom, I launched my podcast. Wow. Five months later, that podcast became number 22 in the world. And wow. I was sitting next to Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, you know, Tony, yeah. all the guys. And then in uh, September of 2018, my non compete came up. Mm. So now I had all this momentum from podcasting. Now yeah. I could talk about sales and business development. So flash forward to where we are now. And that's how we have the three companies, top podcast, five best best-selling books, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: Donnie, I'm fascinated by this, but I think a question that I would love to ask, um, I don't know how many of these people would be listening, but I think we still need to ask the question to the person who's stuck in the blue collar mindset or mm-hmm. came from a blue collar mindset. What's the message to them from a redefining success kind of mode of like, here's what you think you need to be achieving, but here's what's actually possible.
1: 100% either get okay and live the life you have, right? You either get okay and you live that life. So what mo- so many people don't grasp is wherever they are on their journey. If they will live that life, they will be so damn happy the problem is, is everybody keeps daydreaming about what they could have and what success should be and Mm. and what they should be experiencing in the vehicles and the cars and the trips. And they're doing all this stuff and they're not living. Mm. So you either get good and live that life because you learn to live that life and you're going to find so much abundance into your life because the joy that comes from actually enjoying your family or where you're at and living and experience their time with them just brings abundance in. Mm. Okay. Turn off the big dreaming and enjoy that life. Yep. Or go do the craziest, damn scariest freaking thing you can possibly think of and don't throw in the towel. Mm. Cause the number one thing that kept me going through all of those dark times. Yep. Was I only fail if I quit? Mm. The second thing that I kept telling myself is I made up a fictitious story that said I have thousands of people watching me. And if I quit, I validate their fears for chasing life. Wow. Because if Donnie can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. There was nobody watching. Right. (laughs) But I kept telling myself this over and over again. And so I had, you only fail if you quit mm. throwing the towel. You're letting all them down. Yeah. And those two things kept me pushing forward. So for really, for your listeners, live the life you have and freaking. And it, that is a beautiful, amazing thing. Live it. Yeah. Or get in the damn game. But you're not going to be able to do both. You cannot just live and go, Ooh, I want this life. I want to do this. You're just going to make yourself freaking miserable. Yeah. And that's where I was. Wow. Wow. Right? Pick a path and go. What do you think is the biggest
0: difference, especially growing up? I know that you didn't, you said you didn't figure this out until you were 40, but what do you think the biggest difference is of like maybe when you were 18, 19 on what you thought a successful life would look like versus what you've kind of uncovered and learned since then?
1: So I had two patriarchs in my life, uh, my uncle and my grandfather. And these guys were your typical old gray haired three-piece suits, corporate America, skyscraper buildings. I mean, my uncle was like number three in Bank of America. My grandfather ran the largest sulky ranch in Ohio. Both of them pretty much ended up losing all their money because of bad business dealings and the like. But for me, success was power. Mm. Um, And I always saw it from the perspective of – you had to I'll put it a different way. Success meant you had to be an asshole. Hmm. Because my grandfather was a jackass. My uncle was a jackass. I mean, my uncle, they're family. You can right. love family and not like them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right?
1: right? So I loved them. I didn't like them, but I loved them. Right? The day I got my, my commercial printing job, I was so stoked that I was going to go back into corporate America, been on a journey. I called my uncle up. He's like number three in Bank of America. And if anybody's ever seen the green skyline of downtown Dallas, that, or that skyline, there's a one green tower. Yep, yep. 72. He was like, you know, 74, third floor or something up there wow. in that damn thing, right? When I called, so excited that I got in this job, his response was, call me when you get a real job, wow. right? Wow. So here I was projecting that that's where I got to get to. Yep. And the guy who I thought was success is now telling me I don't even have a real damn job. Mm. Mm. So I think I went for the next 10 or so years on this crazy journey of, I don't know who I am. Yo, I know I am not. don't want that, but I know I need to make money. So I, I was really in this weird, you know, in, even back it up a little bit further. I'm in St. Louis, part of a franchise sales team. And a guy pulls me a, a, to the side and says, hey, you've got to quit telling people that you're a veteran. Because being a veteran in corporate America means jack shit, right? So uh-huh. let, 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 me, let me explain because people always get hung up on this. I'm not saying people aren't patriotic. I'm not saying people don't love the men and women who serve this country. I'm saying it doesn't mean jack shit in corporate America,
2: yeah.
1: right? It's, it's like having a college degree. It means nothing
2: mm-hmm.
1: until you get there. When that college degree gives a one leg up on a veteran is they think that piece of paper is more powerful than four years of service, yeah. right? Yeah, One got paid nothing to do it. The other one paid to do it. You know, that's the only difference. So um, I was leaning heavily that I was on I was a Marine. So now I was told, don't tell people you're a veteran, right? Now I'm getting later in life, getting told by my uncle that I don't have a real damn job. Right. And here I'm trying to be somebody. You know, I'm trying to grow up, trying to be this image of success. And I'll be honest, for 10 so years, I had no idea what success looked like anymore.
2: Mm. Wow,
1: because I was I was basically living multiple lives. There was work, Donnie, and there was home, Donnie. You know, and those people. I was always scared that if those two people met. Nobody mm. would like either one of them. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I was living this duality of life, and yeah, I. That's why I tell everybody. Nobody tells you when you launch a business that you're going to freaking meet yourself.
2: Mm. Oh, there you go.
0: That's
1: good, right? Because when you run out of excuses, like I thought, go back to the mirror. When you run out of excuses and you realize everywhere you're at in life is because of every decision and choice you've made, you can't blame anybody else for that. You
2: really can't.
1: <laughs> That's on you. So I tell everybody if, if they are in that spot, like I was that 10 year period where I didn't know success was, I didn't know what I want to be when I grow up. And I'll just kind of move them through life. Go to the mirror.
2: Hmm.
1: Cause you can't lie to yourself. Right, you look in the mirror, and I challenge anybody listening to this to look in the mirror and say these words: dead in the eye, look at yourself, and say, "I'm proud of you." Mm. And as soon as you say those words, that little voice gremlin, whatever you want to call it, it's going to pop its head up, and it's going to have a self doubt moment right then and there. Yeah, whatever that self doubt moment is, that's the exact thing you got to move towards. Mm. Right, because that self-doubt is 100% the voice of where you don't believe you're doing the things to be proud of. So you've got to go figure out how do I get proud of doing that thing? Mm. And mm. when you start working on that, man, you really start getting to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Later The most in life-
0: powerful day I find anyone owns or anyone creates, and you've just kind of captured it, um, is – the day that you own responsibility for where you are.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the absolute truth. Yeah. It's I awesome remember, thought. I can
0: remember the day it happened for me. And I remember my first response was no, 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 no. I've got all these reasons and excuses. And then I was like, Oh no.
1: <laughs> oh no,
0: they're right. It is all my fault. It is all me. Yep. It's yep. all on me. Yep. That's you incredible.
1: Know, and in the almost five years now, it'll be, it'll be five years this month of, of building a business, I have personally evolved as an individual more in these last five years than the 40 years prior to it.
0: Mm, I can see that. Yeah. You
1: know, so if, I mean, I have finally been diagnosed with adult ADHD, um, which didn't give me an excuse for how I was growing up, but it gave one hell of an explanation. Yeah. You know, And, and and I'm so I'm, I'm constantly fascinated with, you know, how I'm continuing to evolve and how I'm continuing to move through the journey. But this is why my, my vision is to change how the world networks. And we've done that and we continue to do that. But my purpose is I'm going to help as many damn people get to business freedom by teaching them all the things I wish I knew. Yeah. Because you got one side of the spectrum that start a business. You should be able to build a business. It's going to be easy type mindset. The, you know, MLM, you know, network marketing sales tactic. And nobody's out there going, hey, mm. you got this. Mm. Keep going. It's going to work. Yeah. Here's the next step. Here's the tactical things you need to be doing in your business. And we've built our entire business on that foundation. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: Donnie, we're going we're gonna to run out of time before we run out of conversation, unfortunately. <laughs> um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you wanted to make sure you, had, you got a chance to share?
1: Not anything not uh, in particular that I wish you'd ask me, but the one thing I want your listeners to understand is we get one ride on this rock, one rodeo, and it is 100% on you to create it and live it the way you want to live it. And you can either go back to live the life, live this life and quit beating yourself up for not going bigger and doing all the crazy things. Yeah. The top 1% of wealth in the world. The top 1%. The entry level for financial income for the top 1% in the world right now is $488,000. Mm. If you make $488,000, you're in the top 1% of the entire world. And I want people to hear that and understand that because they're like, oh, I got to be a millionaire. I've got to do these things. I got to have the big hearts. I got to do all this stuff. When you project that and you don't do the work it takes to create that, Mm -hmm. you're going to make yourself damn miserable. Yeah, Live the life you live or finally get in the damn game.
0: Mm. Mm. So I know that you've got your book. Again, put on your big boy pants. Fuck to focus. Um, <laughs> you've got your success champion networking. What are what are the what what's going on? If people want to get in touch with you, they want to follow what you're doing. They want to like, man, this is exactly what I need to hear. I need to engage with Donnie. What's the best way for them to reach out to you or stay in touch with what you're doing?
1: So two easy methodologies. One, go to DonnieBovine.com, and that's D-O-N-N-I-E B as in boy O-I, B as in Victor I-N dot com and everything you'll find there or you can text the word success to 817-318-6030 and we'll send you a whole bunch of free stuff and information so text the word success to 817-318-6030 and and guys connect with me on social it's it's donnie bovine Freaking send me DM ask questions. You know, I, I, I love helping people as much as I possibly can. So, so connect. But, you know, for your listeners, one of the greatest things they can do for me right now yep. is, is, guys, if you are listening to this and you got any value out of this episode or any other episode that Eric's done, do him the honor and share this episode or any other episode out to one person. Because here's the thing there's a lot of us that are out there trying to help you guys go further on your journey. And it takes a lot of work and building your audience is a bitch. (laughs) It takes a lot of damn work to get more listeners. So if you're getting any value, one tip, one trick, one, anything you can apply, share it with one person who needs to hear this message. It's going to help Eric get his voice further out there so we can impact and change more lives.
0: Mm, Donnie, thank you for that. It's a gift to me. Absolutely.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, so before
0: we go, my last question is always the same. So in three generations, I typically ask about what your great-grandchildren remember about you, but this could be nieces, nephews. The key to this question, it is most likely people who didn't know you. So what do you hope is remembered about you in three generations?
1: That he helped an entire generation move to business freedom. Hmm. That big... Be- the, the crazy times that we're in, I'm so fascinated with these kids coming up right now that aren't going into corporate. Everybody's worried about the great resignation. I'm more excited about the great. I'm not going to apply, you know, apply to be part of your damn company.
0: <laughs>
2: right.
1: You know, um, I love this day and age they're in. I hope I become one of the voices for all those people that yeah. actually teach them how to make this successful. Oh, that,
0: Yeah. Powerful powerful more people need to be doing that donnie thank you so much for being with me today it's been
1: oh a my great, honor great great time my honor.
0: everyone thank you so much for joining the show we will be with you again next time have a great day god bless you eric l dunovett here thank you so much for joining us for redefining success the kingdom builder spotlight If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunovit.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that, either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there this is eric l donovan the mindset disruption strategist signing off until next time